Not Just Football with Cam Hayward is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook. You bet, you get with Caesar's rewards. Must be 21 or older. If I was ever head coach, I'd, I'd keep my shirt on and, 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 sleep, and sleep in a hotel. <laughs> Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Not Just Football with Cam Hayward. I, of course, am your host, number 97, Cam Hayward. With always, we have my producer and longtime friend, Hayden Walsh, here. And we have a special guest, not because he went to that school up north, but because he's my teammate, number 95, my D-line teammate, Chris Wormling. What's up, brother? How you doing? Go blue, baby. Go blue. Hey, hey, I don't like how you guys organize this little Michigan sweatshirt crap. Man, like, Hayden's looking good, man. Come yeah. on. Uh, we'll see. I how knew who was coming work. on today, Cam. I knew who was yeah. coming on. Yeah, you knew. I told you he was coming on. Of course you knew. <laughs> Hayden's, Hayden's Hayden's probably the smart the smartest one out of the out of the out of the friend group, right? Oh, I am by far. I didn't go to Michigan, but I am the smartest one of his friends for sure. That makes sense. No comment. Um, but let's let's really dive into it because we got an important game this week. Uh, it's important because Ohio State's in it, not because the other team is. But uh, you know, we got to get it done this week, right, fellas? Of course, we're trying to go two and two and zero the last couple of years, man. This is uh, it's exciting time for Michigan ball. It's exciting time for for Ohio State too, man. I mean, I think when you look at, at rivalries, you're looking to you're looking for excitement. You're looking for kind of back and forth. Uh, you know. The last 20 years has been really lopsided with Ohio State winning maybe 17 or 18 of the last 20 games, which is crazy to think about when you talk about the best rivalry in sport. Um, and I, I, I was excited last year. It was it almost brought tears to my eyes to see those boys pull off the win. And uh, as someone who never got it done, it uh, it uh, I was a little bitter, not going to lie, that I never got to do it. But to see those guys put in that work um, and, and get the win was was crazy. It was great. Oh, I did cry last year, Chris. I'm going to be honest with you. I did. It's Well, listen, when you have Cam as a friend, Cam calls you every Saturday night after we lose and has to ask me, did I watch the game, knowing I did watch the game. Um, so, yes, very excited. I, I love their chances this week. And, uh, you know, I think, Chris, we talked before the show. What is it, over 1,000 days since Ohio State's beaten Michigan? Yeah, man, that's, that's I mean, 1,000 days. I don't even know if I can count that high. It's been so long, man. Yeah, it's been a long time, Cam. It's been a long time. Um, oh, what's on your uh, finger? Oh. What's on my fingers? Jeez. Oh, we we seen these before. You seen these before? Leave it to Ohio State to bring up something that happened over ten years ago. To uh, living to, in the past, we're, man. We're living in the, in the present, Cam. You're only as good as your last game. Didn't you used to say yeah, that? I get that. I get that. But I gotta let my Ohio State guys know what you gotta get started again. Because once you get one, you get two, and once you get two, you get three. And then three, and then four. Because I never lost to Ohio State, right? Michigan. You you guys wouldn't understand going undefeated against your rival, right? I mean, I don't I don't have a lot to say there. I mean, <laughs> we're in the present, Cam. It's we're, true. We're looking forward. Chris and I are looking forward. You're looking yeah. in the past because you know it's over. The run is over. Worm, what's your thoughts on the game this week? Uh, I think it's going to be a close one. I mean, playing in Columbus is never easy. I don't think Michigan's won there in over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And uh, especially if our running back quorum is is not at, you know, full strength, I think that our offense or Michigan's offense runs through him. If he can get the ball running, if he can run the ball, get first downs, um, keep the chains moving, I think that helps out a lot. Uh, but if not, it's going to be a struggle for a young quarterback and J.J. McCarthy, his first time playing against Ohio State starting. 
um, to get it to the receivers. And I know that if they become one-dimensional, I think that uh, Ohio State's defense, especially that defensive line, um, is going to be able to, to get after the quarterback. Um, so I think it all starts with Corum. And if he's healthy, I think I like our chances. If not, it's going to be a tough sledding for the boys. But um, it's going to be a great game. Sounds like a lot depends on the running back, uh, you know. <laughs> and it doesn't sound like you're giving them that big of a, a chance. So uh, I'm looking forward to oh, our, our, our odds. Yeah, now you put words in my mouth. <laughs> That's crazy. I said if Quorum's there, which I'm expecting him to be healthy, I'm expecting him to play, Right. I think they have a good chance of winning. I think they can control the game. They can control the line of scrimmage. And mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a great – it's going to be a great – showcase of what Quorum can do on a national stage against another uh, Heisman uh, hopeful and C.J. Stroud. And I think if I think if Quorum can outperform C.J. Stroud, I think he has a great chance of winning the Heisman. And I think the opposite for, for a guy like Stroud to uh, to showcase that and to, to put up some numbers against a great defense that, that Michigan has, um, I think maybe the Heisman race kind of comes down to this game, which is exciting. You know, it's crazy you bring that up. I think for me um... – I was very disappointed last year in the way our trenches played against y'all. Um, you know, I think, you know, you guys had, you know, Ochabo, um, Hutchinson really coming off the edge and destroyed our offensive line. Um, and then, you know, you watch Corum and Haskins run up the field on us. Um, it was not a pretty sight, and I was not happy with that. Um, so the trenches is where it's got to start. Um, I think our tackles haven't surrendered a, a sack all year, but you know, this is where you are made. Your teams are remembered in winning this game. So I'm looking forward uh, to us controlling the line of scrimmage and have more success from there, um, because that's the only way we're going to win that game. No, and I think if Donovan Edwards plays, I think it's another story too. The guy who can catch the ball to the backfield. A uh, big part of the Michigan offense and what he needs to do. Um, Chris, I'm curious. You grew up in Ohio. How did you end up at Michigan? Um, I'm actually a lot closer to, to Ann Arbor than I am Columbus, about 45 minutes from Ann Arbor and two and a half from Columbus. Uh, I grew up a Michigan fan, going to games, um, and it kind of just was, you know, I guess the perfect fit for, for me at least uh, when I got on campus up there. Um, I took a couple of recruiting trips to, to Ohio State. Uh, my, my, one of my older teammates, he was a year older than me. He went to, uh, he was a D lineman. I think he played with Kenny for a year or he played with Cam for a year, Kenny Hayes. Um, mm-hmm. he was a year older than me. So I think the first recruiting trip I went to was 2009 Ohio state versus USC. And, uh, I think, I think USC won that game. It was a night game. And I was like secretly happy still being, a, still being a Michigan fan but still wanted to get that experience of, of getting recruited and seeing um, what Ohio State had to offer. And uh, I love Jim Trestle. I loved what he was doing for that program. Obviously, he was a legend there. Um, and then kind of my right before my senior year or junior year, he got fired, and it was kind of that Luke Fickle 6-6 uh, six and six season that wasn't uh, the greatest. And then Urban came in, and I just didn't really get a great feeling for Urban. Um, so it kind of made my decision to go to Michigan a little easier. Um, but I knew in my heart I was always, always meant to be at Michigan, and and uh, and uh, wouldn't wouldn't trade my decision for anything. Wait, wait, wait. We got to talk about. It. So you rather go to a Brady Hoke school than a Luke Fickle Jim <laughs> Trestle? <laughs> I, no, listen, 
I was, I was, I was really torn. Like you could ask, you know, you could ask my wife because she was, uh, I was together with her in high school, and there was, there was a lot of back and forth of like, I like Jim Trestle, I like what you know. It's Ohio State. I hated this team for, you know, 15 years of my life, and now all of a sudden I'm, you know, going on recruiting trips. I like what they're doing. Jim Trestle saying all the right things. He seems like a sincere, great guy. Uh, but then on the reverse side, it's like, okay, now we have Urban Meyer coming in. Didn't really know too much about him, except that he had a lot of success at Florida. But when Brady was there, his first year, they won the Sugar Bowl. And I'm like, this, that was my senior year in high school. I'm like, man, I get to come in. We're going to, you know, take off from there, beat Ohio State every year, go to all these bowl games, win a bunch of bowl games. And that's not what happened, obviously. Um, those first three years, I was with Brady Hoke and it was uh, it was sad times. Man. I was Hold on, Cam used to give me crap, Chris. Brady Hope never wore a headset. He never wore a headset. I lived it for three years. You know, five and seven, and we didn't go to a bowl game, so I'm pissed off in Toledo for three weeks while everyone's in Florida and California going to the Rose Bowl, other teams, and I'm sitting there like, dang, like I'm in Ohio right now in the middle of December. Mad, angry, five and seven, get just get blown up by Ohio State. And two months later they hired Jim Harbaugh and I'm like, okay, I think this is where we can really change the tide for for this program. Uh and the you know, next year as we go ten and three. Um, never get to beat Ohio State, but you can kind of see the shift a little bit of uh what Harbaugh has been able to do, you know, leading up until last year and really this year too, having great success. Um I say that we kind of laid the foundation for for what's what's happening the last couple of years, and um, you know it's been cool to see his transformation and his success the last couple of years because I lived through some some dark times at Michigan. I bet you did. It's funny you bring up Harbaugh. I was going to ask you, you've got a chance to play with both Harbaugh brothers. What's been the biggest difference? And having them as coaches, they're like they're like super super similar, like how they want football to be played. Super hard nosed, super tough. Um, you know, their dad was a coach for a long time, and I think they really try to you know model their coaching strategies and stuff off of him because he was around the program a lot when I was there at Michigan. Um, but I would say their biggest difference is John in, in Baltimore. I think I would I would want to go have a beer with him, you know, after the game. <laughs> And, and Jim is just strictly football, strictly, um, you know, X's and O's. And I think he's kind of loosened up a little bit over the last couple of years, which has been fun to see him having a little more fun on the sidelines um, in press conferences and things like that. Um, but I would say football mentality, exactly the same. Um, maybe social personality is a little different. <laughs> would you agree, Hayden? Uh, yeah, I well, I got to ask, like when you saw him doing the stuff about like taking his shirt off or spend the night at a kid's house, did that make you a little like, what the hell is that this guy doing? Yeah, you know, we're in the locker room like, what's our coach doing, you know? But <laughs> it worked. Uh, he got those recruits to, you know, commit to Michigan. And I think a lot of those guys were big contributors to the team. Um, but I think he definitely does things a little differently. And not everyone has to be cut by the same cloth and do things by the book. And I think he's found his groove and found ways to uh, do things a little differently than the, than the typical recruiting head coach. Um, but yeah, I think if I was ever a head coach, I'd, I'd keep my shirt on and, and, and sleep and sleep in a hotel. <laughs> also the cleats wearing cleats during the game is kind of strange too. He's just a different guy, which is cool. It wasn't even just like in games, like he would wear cleats, 
to work out. He wear cleats in meetings, in the hallways, everywhere. And I mean, people can do different things. Like I said, people. <laughs> It's not like you're really selling this guy. No, for going I, to I, I love I love Jim for what he did for my last two years at Michigan. It uh, he turned the program around. He brought I think the sense of what Michigan is supposed to be uh, back to Ann Arbor. Um, but if he wants to wear cleats around the building, that's that's his prerogative. <laughs> I know my back would be <laughs> my my low back would be on fire wearing cleats all day. But if that's what he wants to do, then that, that's on him. All right. So you said. Like he's brought the program back. Who's winning this game? I gotta go Michigan. I can't. I have to go Michigan. I don't care if they're playing in in Columbus. I don't care if Quorum's not playing or who's playing, who's banged up. I gotta ride with Michigan. Okay, so you want to put a little wager on that? Talking. Losers gotta wear uh, uh, the others' sweatshirt. All day? All day. On a Wednesday? On a Wednesday. Well, there's all those meetings. Yes, all the meetings, media. Do it, Chris. Do it. They're going to do it. Well, you're always getting the press conferences, so yeah, I'll take that. For sure, I'll take that back. How about that? How about this? Let's put Hayden in it, too. Hayden's got to wear it the next, uh, you know. uh, I'm in. Either one of us got to wear it the next recording. Let's go. I'm in. I'm not afraid of y'all. Let's go. I got. We got the taste of victory, Cam. We're no longer scared. Oh, well, I was never scared. <laughs> no longer scared. Hold on, Chris. Set the record straight. JT was short. Listen, man. I've had like someone called me a couple weeks ago about that to do a, a, a article on it. Reporters back in Toledo, you know, talk about it, and it kind of got back to JT. Um, maybe like a year ago or so, maybe six, seven months ago. And, you know, we had a little beef back and forth on Twitter, but I, I think I think for me, I'm kind of over the whole JT was short thing. I have my own opinions, and obviously I think he was short, but I think to keep dwelling on something that happened, you know, six years ago, it, it has totally been a little over it. You're totally over it. I can tell you're over it. It hurts. It still hurts. <laughs> it hurts me still, dude. It hurts me still. I, I It hurts. <laughs> I guess I'm over it in the in the public eye. I'm not trying to talk about it anymore or bring it up because it just leads to it leads to wounds that I I think are healed and they just kind of open up again. Yep. It's but funny because I was there, at that game. He was he came to watch me. He told me he was like, "Man, what nah, came to watch nah. you, man." I had tore my pec, and so I was out the rest of the year. And it was like the one week we had our bye week, so I decided to go up to Ohio State Michigan game. LeBron's there, you know, we're excited. You know, it was a close game, and, you know, he wasn't sure. I saw it. Warren was just too involved. I saw the game. On the sideline right there by the by the pylon. Yeah, the I saw game. it. It wasn't even that close. It, it Like, it was such a bad spot. Like, we can move on. I'm sorry. We can move on. But Michigan's going to win this game, and they're definitely covering the 7.5. How about that? Oh, that's, I mean, I don't even – when I talk about bets, I don't even talk about, like, point spreads and stuff like that. Like, it's just going to be a straight-up win. All right, Michigan Moneyline, you heard it here first. All right, people, we're brought to you by Caesars Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app ever, and honestly, the only one you need. 
It's not just about the big bonuses and boosts and promos that you get. It's the fact that every time you bet, whether you win or lose, you're earning towards the types of perks only Caesars can offer. Free stays, concert tickets, bonuses, and more. That's because when you download the Caesars Sportsbook app, you become a Caesars Rewards member, and that means perks. Must be 21 or older to gamble. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-522-4700. Lions, Tigers, and tailgates. Oh, my. The college football season is always a great time of year. Besides the jerseys, the face paint, and foam fingers, there's the food. And nothing gets you more fired up for game day than Eckridge Smoked Sausage. They are naturally hardwood smoked and have the perfect blend of spices. From buffalo sausage dip to sausage chili mac and cheese, Eckridge Smoked Sausage is a quick way to bring flavor to your tailgate meals. Visit Eckridge.com for easy, one-of-a-kind sausage recipes. Eckridge, you do you. I live in the South. I live in Georgia. I always hear Georgia, Florida, Auburn, Alabama, Duke, North Carolina. Please tell everybody why Michigan, Ohio State is the best rivalry in all sport. I'll go first. Uh, okay. So, you know, you you have your rivalries in sports. You have the Duke North versus North Carolina, Yankees versus Red Sox, uh, Steelers-Ravens, Steelers-Browns. Um, but I just think that the Ohio State-Michigan, there is so much bad blood. Um, you know, you get the Bo Schembechlers versus the Woody Hayes, the Jim Trestles versus the Lloyd Cars, uh, the Urban Myers versus the – you know, Brady hoax. And <laughs> but I think, you know, um, I went to the one verse two game. Um, I was an unofficial visit, but I, it was the one verse two game. You had Troy Smith uh, versus, was that Chad Henney? Yep. Was the quarterback? 100%. Um, and the amount of, First round draft picks and just great players in that game was crazy. Um, and to let you know, it was everything was on the line. It's not like we had a Big Ten championship you went to; it was the game. Um, and because Ohio State and Michigan always fight for every recruit, uh, you always knew that was the biggest game. It was circled on, and you know you could have a great year, but if you didn't win the Ohio State Michigan game, your year was ruined. Um, and, you know, the everybody's looking to spoil a year. Uh, it doesn't matter what your record is going in. You know, the losing – the guy who's having a losing season is looking to end your run or looking to end your season. Um, and so just the ramifications in that, understand that one yard is usually doubled and counts as twice as much. You know, it's two yards. Um, you know, getting a first down there counts as two first downs. Getting a touchdown counts as two touchdowns. It just – everything's magnified twice in that game. Um, and, you know, uh, you knock out a guy in that game, uh, you're sending the message. I remember uh, Hayden hyping up Sam McGuffey uh, and saying he was the – you know, the future of the program. This guy did YouTube. He, he was on YouTube doing flips all the time. And Hayden would send me clips after clips. <laughs> and in that game, the dude got knocked out in the first okay, <laughs> the kick first off. kickoff. Kickoff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, listen, man, I used to watch those YouTube clips of Sam McGuffey. I was, I, was, I was like, man, this dude's going to Michigan. Like, he's about to, about to go off. And then, like two years later, he's, he ends up at Rice. 
Yep. <laughs> he was trying to make the bobsledding team this past a, a Winter Olympics, actually, the U.S. bobsledding team. So, yes, that was Sam McGuffey, not my best moment. Sam yeah. McGuffey or, you know, him sending me clips of Tate Forcier. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I remember all this and you circle it and you make sure going into that game, this is my chance to shut all that up and make sure that, you know, in my time, I always got to hold that over Hayden and hold it over every Michigan person I interacted with. You know, you name anybody, uh, Jalen Rose. We saw Jalen Rose and I just had to let him know, you know, you guys got one, but man, at when, when I got a chance to get y'all, I made sure I got y'all because it, it's that big of a rivalry. You got to make sure you have your best game uh, and make sure you dominate those moments. Yeah, I think uh, for me being from Ohio and it's, it's where I'm from, it's like kind of 50-50 Michigan-Ohio State fans. So I understood what it meant. Uh, a lot of my teammates from Michigan understood what it meant. We actually had two guys from – three or three or four guys actually from Columbus play mm-hmm. at Michigan. So they understood what the rivalry meant. But guys like Cam who come from Georgia who, you know, they got Georgia-Alabama, they got Florida-Georgia, those, those big games – Cam still chose to come to Ohio State, and I guarantee one of those reasons was to play Michigan, was to play in the greatest rivalry sport game, whatever you want to call it, in in all sport. So when you have a guy who's not from Ohio or Michigan and knows the knows the value, knows the ramifications of a game like that, I think uh, that speaks volumes to what this game means to not just a small region in the Midwest, but an entire country. And uh, – it's all about those bragging rights, right? Like I remember going back home after the season and I would just get ridiculed by people that didn't go to Ohio state, but just were Ohio state fans uh, talking crap all the time. And it's like, I, I can't say anything. I don't have, I don't have nothing to say because I never once got to beat Ohio state. And, you know, for me and my teammates, that that's, that stings to this day. And uh, it doesn't, that, that losing to Ohio State is probably the worst feeling I've ever had when it comes to sports. Not losing to Michigan State, which is still a rival. Not losing to Penn State. Not losing to Illinois or, or Rutgers. None of those games matter. But the game against Ohio State at the end of the year, after Thanksgiving where everyone's 10 pounds overweight, they get to sit on the couch, eat leftovers, and watch that game, it uh, it means everything to a whole lot of people. Not, not just – teammates and people that you played with or people that have played in the game, but millions and millions of fans watch this game and, you know, they, they put a lot into it. Just, you know, not as much as obviously players, but they put a lot of their, (laughs) their emotion into this game. And it, uh, it's, it's, it's special to be a part of, uh, I would say it's, it's really cool to be a part of a, a game like this. Well, of course, Cam's only touchdown he's ever scored in college or pro was against Michigan, which he called right after and said, do you watch the game? I scored. I'm like, dude, you got to stop calling me after these things. I'm not answering anymore, okay? Cheers. Oh, God. <laughs> Shut up. All right. All right, Cam, what's your prediction for Saturday? O State winning by two touchdowns. <laughs> okay. Good, like, analysis. Yeah, I respect Chris. Chris at least gave us honest analysis that Michigan's going to need to do this, this, and that. You just came in and said going to win by two scores. That I believe Chris more than I believe you. I don't need you to believe me because guess what? 
At the end of the day, that's how we handle business. What size are you? How it gets done, we're going to win the game, and we're going to win by 14 points. We already circled it, and that's what we do. We're going to run the ball. We're going to be able to throw the ball. We're going to stop you all from running, and then we're going to stop you all from passing. So that's how it gets done. Do you, you call it the team up north, too? Do you say that? No, I didn't even need to do that because I never lost to y'all. Mm. What are you, a 3X, 4X? I got I got a couple of these laying around the house. Yeah. You're going to keep holding on to those because nobody's wearing those. You might want to donate those soon. No, no. He's going <laughs> to he's gonna bring you one to the facility on Monday for sure. Okay. Ooh, maybe you could wear it on the plane Sunday. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, yeah, because when you're walking no, on the you're plane. You ain't messing up my uh, first of all, you're going to well, be wearing well, this. So if you really want to do it. Cam's got a stylist. Cam's got a stylist. I'm I sorry. Know. He's got to right. get his clothes picked out. And my bad. I'll let you I'll let you have your swag. All right. Next next topic. Okay. So you got drafted by the Baltimore Ravens. Um, and now you're Pittsburgh Steelers. Can you take us through the differences between both teams? It's funny because I think sometimes, like, there's, like, especially with a heated rival, like, there's more similarities than there are differences. I mean, I used to grow – I grew up a Steeler fan, so I used to watch the Steelers versus Ravens, those Sunday night matchups in, in December where Terrell Suggs is, you know, holding not as, uh, you know, sacking Ben Roethlisberger, breaking his nose or making his nose bloody or, you know, Heinz Ward making incredible catches, uh, both defenses just playing lights out. I used to be able to stay up, you know, late to watch those games as a kid because I I understood what that game meant. And uh, both both programs or both organizations, I think, are run extremely well. Um, but I think there has to be, you know, Tomlin and, and Harbaugh are, I think, two totally different people when it comes to uh, how they handle players, how they handle uh, situations within the organization. Um but I, I, I enjoyed my time in Baltimore. I loved those three years. But these last, you know, two and a half seasons with, with Pittsburgh has been uh, amazing. I, I looked up to Mike Tomlin growing up as, you know, a, a black coach, um, winning, you know, winning the Super Bowl, um, how he handled himself in the media and in the community. Um, so these, these last couple of years in Pittsburgh have been, you know, my 10-year-old self's, you know, dream come true. It's been pretty cool. Warren, but the, I definitely think you have an extra grind when we play Baltimore, though. You know, last time we played, you did have three sacks. <laughs> and so, you know, I know you asked for the trade, but would you say you tend to turn up a little bit more when we play Baltimore? Yeah, man. I mean, they, you know, the reason why I asked for that trade, you know, three years ago or whatever, wasn't just because I didn't want to be there anymore. They had mm-hmm. signed some guys and, I kind of saw the writing on the wall as far as what it was looking like for, for me um, in terms of, you know, playing time. And I was asked to take a pay cut and I'm like, damn, this is on my rookie deal. Like, how am I going to take a pay cut on a rookie deal? Uh, so I, uh, you know, I got out of there. I felt like I was a little disrespected in terms of um, how I thought that my trajectory of my career was going. And after my third year, I thought I was playing well. And uh, and then I got, you know, sent to, sent to Pittsburgh. And, you know, last year was, was fun beating them twice. Um, having the performance I did that first game was was pretty sweet. A little revenge. Um, so yeah, I think I turn up a little bit more, and it definitely means a little bit more to me 
um, knowing that I got traded from there and, and I get to play them twice a year. It's always fun. Mm. All right. I'm curious. I want you guys to be nice to each other just, just for right now. Give me your first on-field impressions of one another and how it's been working with each other. Go ahead, Worm. Uh, I mean, I've always looked up to Cam. You know, when, when I was on my recruiting visit to Ohio State in 2009, Cam was on the field and I was looking, you know, watching him and, and uh, what was his name, Doug Worthington. I watched yeah. those two big dudes uh, uh, play, man. So um, I got a lot of respect for Cam. Obviously, he went to Ohio State. So I uh, that that's probably the one thing I can I got to knock him on is, is him, him going to Columbus and playing at Ohio State. But um, he's helped me develop my game over the last three years. Uh, a lot, just how he sees the game and how he plays it. Um, I think it's, uh, I've been very thankful and very, uh, um, you know, privileged to be able to, to play with a guy like Cam is, has been, has been really, for, really cool and uh, really fun to see my game grow. And I know a lot of it has to do with him and what I've been able to, you know, uh, learn from him and, and how he plays the game. It's been, it's been cool. Okay. You're being very nice. Um, you didn't have to make me seem like I'm, I'm your friend or anything. You could have, you could have threw me on the bus. I've learned a lot from you. <laughs> yeah, mentor, not friend. He didn't yeah. say friend. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, when I first, I had first heard about Worm when he was at uh, Michigan, and um, you know, they were thinking about drafting Worm, but I think uh, Mich- um, Baltimore went up and uh, took you. Um, but, you know, uh, from afar, I always thought Worm fit the, you know, the three, four mold that we always believe in. You know, that's one thing about Pittsburgh. We got a lot of three, four ends who are all like six, five, uh, <laughs> light skin. Uh, I don't know what it is about that, but, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, then I got to meet Worm and uh, pretty quiet dude. You know, I didn't want to interact with him too much at first because I'm like, this dude went to Michigan. Now I, I got to be friends with him. Uh, you know, and you know, I know uh, it was it was he was quiet to begin with, but then he opened up, and you know, uh, at first, like Worm didn't want to. He was just trying to feel his way out and trying to see how everybody acts. Um, him and Two would go back and forth, and Two would just try to push Worm's buttons. Um, but then you start to learn more about worm and understand the the pettiness and the the uh yeah, oh there's definitely petty there's definitely pettiness that comes from you um and i love it because you know to play defensive line you have to be a very petty player uh <laughs> and you have to know how to get under people's skins uh and you have to play with a chip on your shoulder and i think worm does that and you know these last couple of years i've just seen worm grow more and more um and play with that chip on his shoulder and you know uh be the reason why we have a lot of success um you know i know it doesn't always show up in the stat book but worm is a is a dude you can always count on and a dude who uh continues to keep growing and you know when i do hang it up worm's gonna be uh you know holding it down and you know i i look forward to seeing what worm does in the future um, you know, Worm beat me to the podcast game. So Worm's been doing, you know, been doing some things right. Uh, and so we'll see. How is the podcast game, Chris? How do you like doing it? And how's that, that experience gone? 
Yeah, man, it's uh, it's been fun doing it with these two guys out of Pittsburgh, just talking Pittsburgh ball once a week. Um, the Chris Wormley and Friends show, you can check it out on YouTube. Definitely going to put a little plug in there. Uh, YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the podcast stuff. Uh, but it's fun, man, just get to talk ball, get to have my insight on, on what I think is, is going right and going wrong with, with our season so far, um, and get to talk a little bit about the, the upcoming week. And uh, we always talk about uh, Michigan at the end, too, so that's always fun to, to hype the boys up back in Ann Arbor. So have you had your wife on your podcast yet? Uh, I haven't had her on, but but my daughter Spades made a, made a couple appearances, and uh, she's more so curious than anything and then gets super shy. But uh, she's made an appearance, but uh, maybe, I, maybe I'll throw Lex in there and see, see if she can talk a little ball because she – she always has something to say at the end of uh, <laughs> on, on Sunday nights when we're laying in bed. She always has something to say, good or bad. So uh, maybe she'll come on and, and give her two cents. We'll see. Yeah, we all just need to have a podcast dedicated to the wives and let them explain their side, what's going on, how big of buffoons we all are, and then, you know, then we can grill them with some questions about what they actually see during the game. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> well, Cam, we need to have your mom on, Charlotte. Uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. Uh-uh. Mama Char is banned from the Not Just Football podcast. You really banned? don't want her on. He really does not want her on. He's been he's been really dead set in her not coming on. Because I feel like she I feel like you're already communicating with her for other stuff and you know, you're trying to get little things going forward, but I don't want to give her the platform to to get everything out. Mama Shard needs a mic right now. We need to get her on the show immediately, okay? Because she's got all mm. the dirt on you, Cam. Mama Shard will be here Thursday, um, <laughs> and we do not we do not tape on Thanksgiving, so we'll keep that to a minimum. We can do an emergency pod, I promise. Uh. Um, hey, Chris, one more thing about the NFL. I want to. We always ask everybody on the league, do you have a welcome to the NFL moment? My first game I ever played in was against like Marshawn Lynch, and uh, you know watching his videos of breaking every single tackle, you know holding my nuts, all that type of stuff. I thought was pretty cool. Um, <laughs> you thought that was pretty cool? <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was. It was sweet. Like as like a you know high schooler watching him do that, I'm like, man, this dude's sweet. Like <laughs> swag. Uh, but no, I remember the. First time I played against the Steelers, uh, it was a night game. I think 2017, and uh, you know I grew up. I grew up a Steeler fan, so I grew up watching Big Ben play. And now I'm you know looking across the the, the line from him. Um, I almost had a sack on him. He, he kind of gave a little Big Ben like sh- little little move to the side, and I you know completely whiffed on it as as a rookie. Um, but no, nothing, nothing where I'm getting, you know, pancake to the ground and a guy's talking crap to me or anything. But um, definitely playing against Marshawn Lynch, my first game was pretty cool. And then just playing against my childhood team, the Steelers, that 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 first time I got a chance to was um, was also a moment where you kind of look around. They're playing Renegade. It's a night game, and uh, it was just a great atmosphere. Okay, two things. Um, two things. First one. Do you call when you first met Ben? Did you call him Big Ben? Absolutely not. <laughs> That's like what you just refer to him as when you're not like in the same room. You just call him Ben. <laughs> okay, 
Okay. And then the last thing I was just going to say, um, you haven't gotten blown up, but let, let's talk about being the tight end on field goal because <laughs> and how much we hate it. It's such a thankless position. Every week, every week after the game, they pull the film up. Yesterday, I'm getting, I'm not getting cussed out, but I'm getting yelled at about my technique and giving oh, up no. too much push. And I'm like, I got three dudes on me. Yes. Like, every play, someone's in my face here, both sides of my, you know, both shoulders. And, you know, as long as they don't block the kick, I feel like my job well done. I'm, I'm going to pat myself on the back because that is hard work. And, I like to think I'm the second best person to do that. Cam's hold, held down that position for a long time, but I uh, I've never given up, given up a block, so I'm I, I think I'm pretty damn good at it. You are, um, and it's not just you. We all go through it. Like brother, the week before it was bad for me too, uh, because the Saints did it the same way you're talking about. You know, you get one down the middle and you're shooting both hands, so you're giving up your chest, and you're saying, just don't block it. And you're going to give ground. And so I gave ground and then got my foot stepped on and got turned around. And so Mike T during meetings is going to say, oh, Cam, you're just going to get turned around like that and lay on your stomach? And so, you know, it was not a pretty picture, but all you're thinking is make sure they don't block it. Um, oh, they don't and... block it. The rest put their hands up. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm jogging off the field, smiling, knowing I didn't give up a block. Yeah, and then you start thinking, man, they could put somebody else out here for this. This is not fun. It's a little colder, <laughs> a little later in the year. Your body's starting to hurt. You're like, I need to save these reps for D line. Exactly. Any chance we see you two, either of you two, catch a pass from uh, like a little fake field goal, or anything? They let you at least let you run on a run around. I'm ready. I'm ready for the fire call. We, we there's a fire call that you always got to be ready for. That if the ball gets fumbled, the tight end's got to run routes, <laughs> and we will be ready for those moments. Uh, I got to make sure I switch my gloves up from D line gloves to them sticky ones, so I don't. I, I, yeah. I can grab it, you know. Yeah, we Cam cracked intercepts one pass, and now he thinks he's freaking Odell Beckham out there. He jumped and it like hit his stomach. I'm like, he didn't even high point the ball when he did it. Wait, how many picks do you have Hayden in Madden? Quite a bit. All right. Wait, wait, but in real life, I don't, I don't play defense. What do you want me to do? Exactly. I don't play defense. Keep that to yourself. Listen, you don't need to be running past patterns. All right. That's just a fact. Why not? Cause Hey, I have a kickoff return for 11 yards versus Baltimore. I have two interceptions in the NFL and more on the way. And then I have another one, an 80-yard interception versus Miami in college. Let me know about, about that. He, he died huh? at the 30. No. He died at the no. 30. He was dead. He should have yes, scored a touchdown on that. It was a 16-play yard drive. It was a 16-play uh, drive. And, you know, we, we have this one play. Uh, we call it a 30 Falcon. I take a step forward, drop back, come across, pick off the guy, pick off Ja'Cory Harris, take it 80, and I was dead. You could, you could even – I laid like this on the field. I was tired. You did oxygen mask. Yes. I did not go back, right back in the game after that. I need it. No, Ja'Cory Harris. How did Ja'Cory Harris miss you just standing in the middle of the field? I'll never understand. Starting your own small business can be a total roller coaster. 
Between all the bumpy twists and turns comes the actual business side of your business, which can really throw you for a loop. Luckily, with QuickBooks, you can manage your business with confidence from the start. So, no matter how bumpy the ride gets, you can always stay on track. New business? No problem. Success starts with Intuit QuickBooks. Learn more at QuickBooks.com. Speaking of Odell Beckham, though, guys, he's, he's said to be ready to sign with a contender. Uh, where do you think he fits the best? I think it'd be really cool for him to go back to the Giants. Um, you know, I think he kind of got forced out of the way and they thought he was the problem, but I think he would provide, uh, another target for Daniel Jones going forward. And, um, you know, I think everybody would love to have him back in that, that, uh, atmosphere again. Yeah. I'll say the same thing. I think he fits that New York, uh, you know, personality, you know, he's kind of a larger than life type of person when it comes to off the field stuff. But then his play can back it up too, and and uh, I know he helped out the Rams last year win a, win a Super Bowl before, you know, his injury during the game. And uh, I like the I like what the Giants have been able to do this year. Um, kind of put a lot of put a lot of people's you know doubts to the side when it comes to just being able to go out there and play ball, win games, and win consistently. And I think he could uh, he could obviously help out with that uh, whenever he's ready to play again. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one last thing about Odell, if what, how much could he energize a team? If like he were to sign to the Steelers, do you think that would really energize the locker room? Uh, you know, I think play can always be contagious. Um, but you know, to say one guy, you know, just energizes it and, you know, does everything for the team. Uh, I'm not sure, but you know, it can definitely, it can, it can do more to help than hurt. Yeah. That's the same thing. I think uh, Odell's a you know a generational talent, especially what he was able to do those first four or five years in the league. Um, and I know he's always looking to to help a team out and, and win and win games. So definitely don't think it would hurt. But uh, you know I like our receivers and who we have right now. Yeah, he's a good fit for any contender, really. Um, I want to stay on one more New York team. Did either of you guys see how the Jets lost this weekend? And could you get over a game losing on a punt return, a walk off punt return? I didn't watch the game. I haven't watched any other football besides ours. Did you see how they lost, though? Uh, I think I saw it on the Jumbotron. Oh, my God, um, dude. That's a brutal way to lose. And then Zach Wilson after the game. As a defensive player, you just want to see your quarterback take some responsibility, even if he doesn't believe it. Just say yes, right, that it was on me. I don't really look at it like that. Uh, as a defensive player, the way I look at it as, you know, we just have to continue to make plays. Um, putting blame on one person or saying, you know, he's the reason why we lost. I, I think you can't do that. I think uh, it comes back to, you know, the team being complimentary of everybody. You know, whether the offense is having a rough day, defense has got to step up, maybe put the ball in the end zone on their side, or the special team's got to step up. I think providing different ways, uh, because there's all these different ways you can win a game. It's not just going to be the easy formula where offense scores a lot of points, defense scores no points, and special teams doesn't do anything. You got to be able to mix it up and win those games in different ways. Yeah, I think uh, if I can get over JT uh, getting that first round, <laughs> I could get I could get over just about anything, honestly. So, uh, well, I think the way that they lost obviously wasn't the, wasn't. Uh, wasn't cool, and I would be pissed off if I, if I lost that way. But, um, you know, 
that, that's that's the beauty of sports is you, you you have a chance the next week to come back and and get a win and I know that that's what they're looking to do uh, but I, I'm excited to uh, for for us to get a win this week um, in Indy it's gonna uh, it's gonna be a cool atmosphere on Monday night um, I know we don't talk a whole lot of Steeler ball here but it's uh we're 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 in the market of winning a bunch of games in the next seven weeks so that's that's what I'm most worried about. And can I get a hell yeah? Glad you mentioned Indy. Game was in Mexico City last night. Let me ask you this. Mexico City or Europe, where would you rather play? Oh, um. Well, you got to choose. You got to choose one of the two. Uh, can we have a game in Hawaii? <laughs> that'd be nice. Um, yeah, I that'd be Mexico very nice. Be fun, just because there's so many Steeler fans. You know, every every at least every yeah. home game, there's – so many Mexico flags in the stands. I know they're coming from Mexico, and I can only imagine if we made it down to Mexico City, uh, what that stadium would look like as far as Steeler fans and what that atmosphere would be like. You know, the whole week that we're there, I, I think it'd be sweet to to be there and, and to be in that atmosphere and, you know, the culture and the food and all that stuff obviously is an added bonus. Yeah, no, you, you, you hit it right on the money. I feel like Mexico would be an awesome place to play uh, because the fan base is humongous there. Um, you know, we've had like little draft things or, you know, a couple players go out, uh, for camps and stuff. And we've always, ha- they've always been very receptive of us, uh, to actually have the Steelers in Mexico city, man, it, it would be not only a fun time, the atmosphere would be awesome. Um, and I just know the fans would be on the edge of their seat the entire game. Yeah. Weren't you guys supposed to play in Mexico? Was that the COVID year? No, I hope not. I thought it was supposed not to be COVID. I thought it was the COVID year and then they, they canceled it because of COVID. I wasn't sure. Um, I'm pretty sure we'll be there sooner or later. Yeah, we got to. It's the best time of year. Football season is in full swing. Basketball and hockey have returned. And nothing beats seeing your favorite team live. Make up for lost time and go enjoy a game. Vivid Seats, the official ticket partner of ESPN, is offering you $10 off your first $100 ticket purchase with code NJF. That's code NJF. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, life happens live. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, well, let's move on here. We're going to do two not just football topics, and we'll keep it quick for you here. Uh, either of you guys see, after Giannis didn't have a very good performance in Philadelphia, him and Montrez Harrell uh, had a little back and forth on the court after. Just want to hear y'all's two opinion on it, and uh, how would you have handled it on either side? Uh, I think I think uh, you've got to handle it how both of them handled it, right? Like, he's... You know, Harold's trying to protect his, you know, his home court. I think they, Giannis was on his side or whatever it was. Uh, so you got to kind of, you know, be that guy that, that protects your side of the court. And then Giannis is just trying to get work in and, and be the player that, that, uh, you know, he's, he's probably, he's probably always got extra work in or worked on something when, you know, he didn't have a great game. And that's what, that's what makes him great probably is, is the dedication of work that he puts in. And I think that, 
both of them handled it the way that I would handle it on on either side of the ball or either side of of that argument. Yeah, you know, post game in football, we don't really do any of that. Like, you know, it's it's get the hell out of there and you know either talk about the loss or be happy you won. Um, but I think pre game uh, is very interesting because a lot of times you'll see wide receivers running patterns all over the field, um, and they're usually in the way of somebody. Um, usually it's pretty cordial. Everybody communicates, you know, you move off, um, you know, you're always sharing the field. Um, and then you always have to deal with the punters because they're always putting the balls everywhere. Um, but you know, I think, um, you never have to worry about it happening after the game, someone being pissed off. Uh, but you know, I think it's just about having that communication. What's the craziest thing either of you guys have seen pregame? Oh, uh, years ago, it, I guess you can say this pregame, we were warming up and I think Vince Williams had said something to, about, uh, who was Vontez Burfick and said, I'm a paint that dude if I see him. <laughs> and so, you know, uh, we was all back in Vince and Vince wasn't running for him. Vince literally stood at the 45 looking at, at the Bengals. Uh, and so then it turned, they were coming that way, our way, and we were coming their way. Um, and there was a bit of a scuffle. It didn't really turn into a fight or anything, but a lot of words were exchanged. Yeah, I'll take it back to um, maybe, I think it was 20, 2013, Ohio State versus Michigan. My first time getting to play in that game. Uh, there was a bunch of stuff going, you know, in the tunnel. There's one way in and one way out for both teams. So a lot of chirping going on there on the field uh, before before the game, pregame, a lot of chirping, a lot of, you know, little shoves here and there. Then that tr- transferred onto the game. That, that you know, I think 10 people got kicked out of the game on both sides of the ball or on both teams. Uh, they got ejected in the second quarter. There was a big brawl, a lot of pushing, a lot of shoving. Ohio State offensive lineman flipping off. Uh, Michigan fans as he's going up the tunnel, it's like – that's probably the craziest thing I've seen when it comes to – because for the most part, people are just, you know, they're here to do a job. They're here to play ball. Obviously, there's some beef here and there, but for a full-out brawl and people getting ejected, I'm kind of sitting there like, dang, this is what that rivalry is about. Going back to that game, it was, it was crazy to watch. Cam, I know you have. Chris, I'm not sure about you. What are y'all's thoughts on playing on Thanksgiving? Like it or hate it? Uh, I don't think I would hate it, but I don't think I would be a fan of it. I, I like Thanksgiving. I like being with the fam. I like eating food. I like watching football on Thanksgiving. That's that's what I did growing up, um, watching the Lions play and being from Toledo, only an hour away from Detroit. That was always on, and they weren't very successful growing up. They weren't the greatest team. Uh, but just watching that with the family was always cool, you know, uncles and cousins and things like that, getting to watch the game together um, were some pretty cool memories growing up. Yeah, I, I love uh... – watching football, uh, you know, on Thanksgiving, being with family. Uh, but if I if I had to play on Thanksgiving, the one thing I do want one of these times is to have a big game and be able to eat one of those big turkey legs you see the, you know, the guys who balled out do. Um, you know, I think years ago it was like Ben, uh, A.B., and Le'Veon did it. And I was like, damn, I really want a turkey leg right now. That, Sounds really good, but, uh, you know, uh, that's what I look forward to. 
All right, and I'm glad you went to the turkey leg. All right, take me through y'all's staples for Thanksgiving. What's the plate look like, and what are we eating? I always have to have a turkey leg. That's one thing I, I, I will fight over every time we have Thanksgiving. I have to have a turkey leg on my plate, mac and cheese, sweet potato casserole, uh, green bean casserole, um, greens, uh, and maybe just throw a, a, a croissant on top or – you know, but uh, yeah. Oh, the rolls are a big hit in my household. Yeah, but uh, that that's that's how I start off the day, uh, and then the next day I always got to have a plate of leftovers. Turkey sandwiches are definitely a must the next day. Yeah, that that's that's kind of like my 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 perfect plate too. Maybe not the biggest fan of uh of turkey, but if I do do turkey, it's either one you know the wing or a leg. Uh, we're actually doing steaks uh, at my house on Thursday. Dang. Uh, well, with everything else, though, we, I think my wife's making green bean casserole, sweet potato casserole, uh, stuffing, all that mm. stuff that you would have on Thanksgiving, just not the turkey. Uh, yeah. Then I got to go pumpkin pie, apple pie. Uh, oh. What? Pumpkin pie. Sweet potato pie, brother. Pumpkin. Sweet potato. Pumpkin with a scoop of ice cream. Pumpkin pie with Cool Whip. That too. I'm a pecan cool pie with vanilla ice cream, and That's then also a big choice. Yeah, any any pie, hot pie with ice cream is delicious. There's just it doesn't really matter. We're gonna have a poll on not just football favorite pie, and we're gonna get to the bottom of this because I think sweet potato pie has just got to it's got to be over everything. Potato, pumpkin, apple, pecan, and peach, peach pie. All of them are good. That's fine. And I'll say this. Sorry for the poll, just so we have a variety. Oh, yeah. Pumpkin pie, okay. sweet potato pie. You're a serial killer if you like peach pie. Um, <laughs> I'll say this. Chris is right about the steaks. Turkey's a tad overrated. Go steaks on on, Halloween, on uh, Thanksgiving. I like that idea. Turkey's a tad Who overrated. Who are you right now? Are you American? Turkey's yes. like pie and stuff. Thank you. Yeah, get you, get you a nice ribeye or something like that to go with all the st- the sides that he named, and it's perfect. I, he's a Michigan man. He's smart. Ohio State, I don't expect you to understand. Just because you guys are having these A5 steaks, you know, this Wagyu beef. Oh, then- uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't afford that. I can't afford that. But, yeah. But – Worm, I want to say I appreciate you coming on today, brother. It, it was a pleasure uh, talking to you. Um, I know you got to head out here and help me with my my uh, turkey drive today. But, uh, you know, you've been an awesome ho- guest. Um, you know, shout out one more time to your podcast again. It's called the Chris Wormley and Friends Show. Find it on YouTube, all the other places you get podcasts. Check it out. Every Tuesday it drops uh, during the season. So it's good, man. All right, Hayden, I want to say thank you as well. Uh, this is the Not Just Football Podcast. You can find it on Spotify, YouTube, Apple, you name it, you can find it. Uh, thank you guys for listening again. We'll see you next time. Go Blue. Go Blue. Yeah, I had to sneak that, had to sneak that one in there. Scarlet and gray all the way. <laughs>